As a small business owner, have you ever felt overwhelmed by the pressure of choosing the right hire or leading a team? Or have you ever found yourself tolerating a bad hire because you fear trying and failing again as you repeat the hiring process? If so, you're not alone and you are in the right place. Welcome to the Growing Your Team podcast. The Growing Your Team podcast teaches business owners like you to expand your unique business by teaching you to master the hiring and team management process. Hiring and managing a team does not have to be a challenge. You just have to learn to do it right. And the Growing Your Team podcast teaches you how to become a confident leader who hires right every single time. Now, let's jump into the show where each episode, you will learn tips on how to identify what type of help you need on your team, how to source amazing candidates, how to conduct interviews that lead you to your idea team member, how to onboard successfully, and how to lead every person in your business so you have a team of rock stars who you are happy to pay every single paycheck. So let's jump in and teach you how to hire like a pro. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, I have on Kathleen Ribeiro. As the founder of KM Service, Kathleen draws from her own experiences as an online business owner to help other female business owners set up effective systems that will help them thrive. Kathleen's journey began when she decided that her 9-to-5 job was no longer fulfilling. She took the leap and began building her own business as a virtual assistant. Through trial and error, she honed her skills and discovered her passion for systems and project management. Now Kathleen shares her expertise with other female business owners who may not have the time or technical know-how to set up effective systems on their own. You can also catch Kathleen traveling in the US and Canada in a van with a large cup of iced coffee. If she is not traveling, she is cuddled up with her pups and a good book. I am so excited to have this conversation with Kathleen today because we are talking about ClickUp. I know on this podcast, a lot of times we talk about systems and processes and how you need to get everything kind of in order before you hire and even having things in place so you can properly communicate with your team. We talk a lot about, or just briefly mention a lot about the different systems that are out there And I really wanted to have this conversation with Kathleen because I wanted to get specific about one of the tools. So that way you can understand more about it to see if you're not using ClickUp, if it's a good project management, task management tool for you. ClickUp is definitely one of my favorites. And for so many other businesses, it's one of their favorites too. Now, I will also call out that I know some businesses that have tried to use it and it's not right for them. So ClickUp is not the solution for everyone, but this will be a great conversation to really teach you about what ClickUp is, the benefits of using it for delegation, how ClickUp can stop you from being a micromanager, but still being 100% informed about what's going on with your team. And we're also gonna talk a lot about just 
delegating, what, once again, not just using the tool, but delegating effectively. So whether it's with this tool or another project management tool that you are using, you know how to really stay on top of deadlines, making sure your team's progressing as they should be so you can have this great business that operates without you having to go from doing all the tasks yourself to then feeling like you're just replacing that time managing all the tasks yourself and not really getting the benefits of having a team. Great project management tools and properly using those tools it's what is what's going to make you get the best ROI out of your team members when you hire the right people. So let's jump into today's conversation. Hello, Kathleen. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Growing Your Team podcast. Hey, Jamie. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to get into this conversation. To kick us off, though, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, absolutely. So I am Boston-based, but I am virtual, so I like to help everybody. I've helped women not only in the States, but also across the pond um, in other continents at this point. So I am the founder of KM Service. KM Service helps other female entrepreneurs with their business systems. Um, I didn't always do that. I started out as a general virtual assistant. Um, and you know, slowly I've discovered that I love systems. I love project management, CRMs, email marketing, all of that backend tech on how to make things work. So now I strictly focus on people's business systems and making sure that their business is not only ready to grow, but is thriving and they have a, they have a way to scale their business. Yes. Yes. So I know what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to get really specific into one of those systems, but before we really kick that off, there's one thing that I just want to like dive into, like what you said is you, you made the comment that you started off as a general VA and then you found something that you loved and you specialized. And one of the things that I talk about all the time is like, you know, when people are like, I need to hire a VA and it's like, okay, good, great. What type of VA? Cause a VA is difference pretty much for every VA out there. And it's like, yes, you might exactly need a virtual assistant to support your business, but you need to know what it is. So for example, if someone needs help with something completely different than what you focus on, Kathleen, you could be great at what you do, but you're like, yeah, nope, sorry. I'm not taking on that client. Yeah. I think when I, so when I first got into the, honestly, the online world, I didn't even know existed. I was at my nine to five that I've been at for 10 years. I came from the automotive industry. I ran an auto body shop for 10 years. Um, and then when the management changed, that's when the job completely changed. And I just wasn't in a good place mentally. I'm like, I need to leave. So I actually read a Facebook post and it was a super random scrolling through it. And it was like, um, reach out to local business owners and ask them if they need any admin work. And that can be like a side gig. And I was like, hmm, okay. So, and then I, I, I did a deep dive and I was like, what can I do? Is this a real job? And I got into the VA world and I was just like, wow, like there's a whole online world out here and it's, it's exactly what I can do. So when I started applying to things, I was like, oh, I'm just a general VA. I don't want to niche down. I didn't even know this world existed. Do I want to, do I want help like, you know, what, what type of people do I want to help? I still don't know. And the biggest thing that I saw when people were looking for VAs is like, I need a unicorn. 
that's an immediate red flag. A unicorn, you want somebody to do admin, you want somebody to do tech, you you know what I mean? Like you want people, video editing, graphics, being your social media manager, you want them to do this whole thing as one VA, but not pay them for the individual things they're doing when they're just a general VA. Um, so I avoided those. I did do general, and when I mean general, I did admin with a little bit of tech just because I was super eager to do tech. I love knowing what's going on. Um, and then within within my first year, I was like, you know what? I really like tech. I want to focus on this. I'm good at it. It brings me joy. Uh, I had a client the other day. They're like, hey, like, I think I'm finally ready to get into a system. I'm like, yes, we are. <laughs> I can build it. Um, so I think that's, I, I did it. I did it niche down. I tried to figure out, I took the year to see what brings me joy, what I'm actually happy to do. And I was like, now I get to run with this. Yes. Yes. I love that. And I can almost guarantee there's probably every person that's listening to this. I know myself included, we've pivoted and changed our business based on, we got our hands dirty at our business and we're like, I love this. I don't quite love this. So how do I switch more over to this? Or I love this type of client. This type of client lifts me up. This type of client I can get through those projects, but they're not the same. All right, this is my target audience. We make those shifts and we make those pivots because we learn more and more about what it's like to run a business and what it's like to work with these clients and what it's like to do these projects when even if we were doing the same work before for someone else to do it inside our own business. Yeah, that's why delegating and using systems to delegate uh, is so important. Um, Somebody asked me recently, how do I know what to delegate or what to outsource? And it was like, Think of all the tasks that you have to do, whether in your business or for your clients. And it's like, is it repetitive? Well, let's let's delegate it because it's repetitive. You probably have an SOP for that. Um, do you know how to do it? If you don't, let's delegate it, outsource it. Um, would you rather do anything else but do this task? Then let's delegate it or get rid of it. Um, and then what I see a lot is, people get so much into thinking they have to do it on their own because it's their business and they lose the joy or the time to do what they actually like to do within their business. Um, and I think that's why I got into systems is like you can put so much on um, on repeat or it makes it so much easier to delegate that you can get back to doing what you actually like in your business versus all the other things that are drowning you. 100%. And you know, it's one of those things where, you know, when you look at, you know, kind of, do you like doing it or you're not doing it? Is it holding you back? Like I've realized that stuff in my own business too. It's like, yeah, I can do these tasks, but I don't enjoy doing them. So they always get pushed to the bottom of my to-do list, which means if I have a busy week, they don't get done. And, and some of those things where it's like, oh yeah, yep. But this matters, this moves the needle. So I need to have somebody, somebody do it. It also, that big thing where you said, it is it a repetitive task? Is it something that you're doing over and over again? Because we hear all the, t- all the time, it's like, well, if I'm going to train someone and take that time, I might as well just do it myself because I can do it in less time than it takes to train. Or I train this person and it takes them a little bit longer than it took me to do it at first. It's like, well, of course it will. They're brand new at it. Like even if they're doing something similar, they're still doing it for the first time in your business. They're still using or accessing your systems for the first time and using your data and things like that. They want to make sure they're getting it right. And they're not just in that uh, just do, do, do mindset like you are because you know your business and your client flows and everything inside and out. But if it's repetitive, 
and this is something that you do daily or once a week or even once a month, you get it, you train someone else and you get it off your plate every one of those times. At first, it might seem like it takes longer, but eventually you're personally saving all that time because someone else is doing it. Yeah. And this is why I say, even if you are a solopreneur, you are just starting out, but you are doing repetitive tasks, create an SOP for it. Make sure you have a standard operating procedure in place, whether you're taking a video of you doing it or um, you're having it written down. I like using an extension called Tango. Um, and it's super cool where when you turn it on and you do the tasks, it takes screenshots, like little screenshots of all of your clicks. And at the end, it gives you like an SOP. So that way, when you are ready to delegate, the process is already there. You're only giving people, be like, hey, this is how I do it. It's recorded. It's written down. This is how you get it done. So yes, it's going to take them a second. But if you already have that training in place before you hire someone, that's also going to reduce how long it takes you to train someone. Right, right. So you kind of said it a little bit, but I just want to go back and like kind of redefine and everything. So people really understand if they're not used to operating in this place. I know you said SOP, you phrased it to standard operating procedures, but really what is that? If you've never heard of this before and you're like, wait, I need to do what? Like really, <laughs> what is that? What does that mean to do that? So you want to do a step-by-step -step guide of exactly how to do a task if you were trying to explain it to a fifth grader, right? You want to make sure that they have all the resources to get it done um, and written out. So if you're a fifth grader, if you're trying to find a VA and they're in fifth grade, you're gonna be like, this is how you get it done. Here is a video or here is a written document of the step-by-step -step process and they should be able to do it. Um, it's it's time consuming when you first do it. And some people are like, well, this is annoying because they do the task so much. They kind of don't stop to figure out how do I do this tasks? So it kind of also helps when you're creating them is because you're taking a step back of like, I have to write this all down. You're also going through and making sure that it works and that it makes sense. Can, is there a way that I can make this better? Um, so again, it's super important. It is the step-by-step -step guide of any task that you do within your business, especially if they are repetitive or something you're doing at least more than once. Yes, yes, I love that. And as you mentioned, the the tool is it's Tango, right? Yes, Tango, just like the dance, T-A-N-G-O. Um, it's orange. There is a free version of it and you just add it as the extension. You turn it on, you create your tasks. Um, it, it does little screenshots of all your clicks. At the end, you can also go in and edit it and add extra notes um, or whatever it might be. And then you save it and it's a full SOP of exactly how to get that task done love that you that. edit it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I'm going to have to go check that out. Yeah, but one of the things I love about that is like, that's a tool that can help you if, um, for all the way back in episode 11, we had Amanda Evans come on and she was talking about how she prepared for a team before she ever had one. And she talked about creating uh, SOPs for her business. And she just did it by turning on Zoom, recording her screen and talking out loud as she was doing things. Now, sometimes that'll work because sometimes you're gonna, some people are really good at talking out loud through things. Other times you're gonna realize that you forget to talk and you're just doing things, but at least you have that, those screens. So there's different ways you can do it to really figure out what it is that I'm doing. And one of the things that I will 
I'll tell everybody is at first, when you go through that process, especially if you're doing it and you're talking it through, you're going to realize that you forgot to say something or you're like, cause you're just, you're on autopilot when you're doing these things. So sometimes we realize that, oh yeah, how, if we say, go grab that client file. And you just say that, well, how did I get to that client file? Like, where is it? What do they do? Like, so there's things where don't expect to be perfect right away, but at least if you can get that starting place and then expand upon it, it'll really work. I remember when I was in corporate and going through kind of my training for process improvements and everything, and then working on some projects, the person that was facilitating everything would be like, well, what happens here? And we're like, well, we told you. And he goes, there's no way, because he's an outsider, he's not in it every day. He goes, there's no way you're going from here to here. What are the steps in between? And it was it was a challenge because we were in it. We were doing it. It was a challenge to break it down. But that yeah. challenge is so worth it because we once we broke down those steps, some of the things we realized of why the heck are we doing this? Let's get mm-hmm. rid of it completely. And we were able to eliminate steps and processes that made no impact to that end result, but got us to that end result quicker. And then we were also able to figure out ways where we could rearrange the process or hand things off and things like that to make it more efficient. Yeah. And creating one SOP for one task is not the end of it. You have to keep going back, whether it's a quarterly thing or you know, every six months or a year, depending on how much you do it, you want to constantly go back and be like, did something change? Did something get easier? Um, did I add something? You want to make sure that they don't get outdated too. So that if you are handing somebody off, can be like, hey, yeah, there's an SOP for that. But you haven't looked at it in two years and things have changed. Even if they're small, they're going to they're gonna take them longer if your SOP isn't up to date. So make it a thing. So your SOPs, any of your processes, workflows, whatever it might be that's repetitive, um, make sure you're always going back and updating them. Oh, yes. Oh, I can't remember what it was, but I remember there's some platform that I use that had changed things. And actually, I want to say it was Instagram. I was looking to figure out how to do something on Instagram, how to change something in my settings. And everything that I could find had pictures that didn't look like how things looked anymore. And I'm just like, yes, that's great. I knew how to get to that from here, but that's not the path anymore. It's like, and as I'm sitting there trying to figure out what to do and how to do it, I'm just like, but things don't look like that anymore. Like, help me. Like, I want to find the new way. And it's like, what it's, and so even these large companies sometimes forget to go and update their things. So it happens, but yeah, like kind of keeping it on mind, making it part of your your processes to go and check things and update things. That's super, super important. So that way you don't have someone being like, I have these resources, but they're not helping me. So they're yes. trying to use it and they're just- And it good. happens to all of us, right? So you mentioned Instagram, but Facebook is always changing something, especially in the business suite or meta suite, whatever, one of their their business side of yes. things. We know, it'll probably be called something things. different next week, so- Right. We're in the metaverse with them. Um, But I used to be able to not look at Facebook and tell a client, you're going to want to click this, 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 and this, and then be like, wow, great. You fixed it. And then it'd be like, okay, well, it doesn't even look like that anymore. Or these buttons don't even exist. And I was like, now I have to like refigure out how to do this so I can let people know. And everything is constantly changing. And that's not going to stop anytime. 
So always go back, make sure any systems, workflows, anything, make it a habit to make sure it's up to date. Yes. And those are changes that are out of your control because you can't control when a platform that you'd select to use changes their layout or changes their features, changes their processes in there. You just have to adapt to them. But then there's the changes that I think sometimes we resist as business owners, but are also sometimes just they're great changes is we bring new people onto our team and you have someone new doing a task. And because they bring in a different background and a different point of view and different ways that they were doing things before, they bring up new ideas and they help you improve things. And they help you see that while your way worked, it might not have been the best way. And I know sometimes it's super, super hard to say, okay, maybe I wasn't right there. Like maybe I need to do it this way. But those are also important changes too. It's like knowing that what is in your SOP is not written in stone. It can change for any reason. And sometimes new people bring new ideas and new efficiencies that you couldn't come up on your own because you're too in it to see those other opportunities. Yeah. And that that's not even SOPs. That is that is something you have to consider when you have a team is, is this system working for my team? Does my team like the system? Are they efficient in the system? Um, I had a client where we started in teamwork for our project management. <sighs> nope. <laughs> I was just like, we're not doing this. And as their project manager, I was like, this isn't working for the team. So we ended up migrating to like Asana and I was like, this is, you know, easier. So they took into consideration if the person that is constantly in there doesn't like the system, maybe we should switch. Um, so SOPs, systems, whatever it might be, as soon as you have a team, you have to take into consideration, is this working? Can they bring new ideas? And how can we grow from here? Exactly. I love that. And I think that's a nice segue to what we're going to be talking about today, because we're going to be talking about pretty much probably for the rest of this episode about ClickUp specifically. And I'll let you, Kathleen, get in a minute. You can tell us all about the basis of ClickUp, why we would use it and everything. You know, but before we do that, like what are those things, as you just mentioned, all these different tools. And I know I, I use ClickUp. I absolutely love it. And before I was like trying to use Trello and it really wasn't working. And then I looked at things for Asana and I was like, oh, it's not really me. And then I found ClickUp and I'm like, yes, yes, this is it. This operates the way I want to operate in my business and everything. And it was such a fit. And then I was talking to another business owner and they were trying to find a tool and they invested in ClickUp. And then they sat there and they're just like, we can't get ourselves to like it. We're not using it. It just sits there and they're constantly having it on their to-do list of get the team to start using ClickUp, transition over to ClickUp. And every time we would talk, this was in a mastermind group we were a part of, they're just like, I hate it. And finally having to be like, <laughs> if you hate it so much, stop it. Like, mm -hmm. I love it. I'm going to brag on it all the time, but it doesn't mean it's for you. So Make sure you're using the tools that work for your business, your team, like everything, like you said, Kathleen. But let's talk more about ClickUp because that might be the tool for you. <laughs> we can tell you all about it, how to use it. I know my, my myself, I'm just scratching the surface of really what, how to use ClickUp at, at its best, the most powerful for me and everything. So I know I still have a lot of work to do there, but let's talk more about it. So what is ClickUp? So ClickUp is 
a holy grail for business owners. Not like we're biased or anything. I've worked, I work with all of them um, with long-term clients. I am a project manager. I don't go in there and be like, I'm only working with ClickUp. So I do work with other ones. I understand ClickUp can be overwhelming. It allows you to do so much in one place. And that can be a lot, especially if you're not really tech savvy. If you're like, well, ClickUp can do a form, they can do an automation, they can do, there's so much that ClickUp does. Um, So yes, ClickUp is the holy grail of project management tools. Um, The basics of it is you have your ClickUp, which is your workspace. Within ClickUp, you have your spaces, which is your your departments, right? If you have a business, it's your marketing, it's your admin, it's your HR. So you're gonna you're gonna take your business, you're gonna bring it, take it apart and bring it into the spaces. Within the spaces, you then have folders, um, and those folders again, within the folders, there's lists. Within the list is tasks, subtasks, and checklists. Um, very big hierarchy, um, but it makes sense if you are um, organizing it. So that's the basics of ClickUp. It is project management. It's making sure that there is a place for everything within your business, within your clients. Um, It's a place for you and your team members, if you have any, to collaborate, be transparent with. Um, You know, you can add links. It connects with so many other integrations. If you're using Loom, if you're using, um, you know, Google Drive, just anything that you're using, it integrates there to make it easier. Um, you're uploading pictures, videos, everything you kind of need within one space to get a project done. I know I said that's the basics and it does seem like a lot. <laughs> yeah. And let's just like really quickly define like a project. I think project is one of those things where you're like, sometimes when you think of like project management and things like that, you're like these huge projects that take years to complete and they have multiple people touching them and all these things, but a project can really be, yeah, like as simple as a task, as simple as your social media posts that are going out and, and things like that, where it doesn't have to be some of these big complex client projects. It's sometimes the flow of work internally. That's not even like client project specific, but things that you're doing in your business that need to be kept organized, that need to have clear handoffs between one team member and another that go through different statuses. So it could be like, like social media where it's a draft status. You have your ideas that it's now out for approval, like things like that, that it's posted. So, you know, it's really those tasks that's in your business. So projects doesn't mean huge, huge million dollar multi-year projects that have so many moving pieces and so many hands working on it. It can be simple tasks as well. Yeah. So the way I, so if I'm, I'm building a ClickUp for somebody or even my own ClickUp I use every day is um, I have a space for my business, right? And then within that space, I have folders. I have a marketing folder where I keep my, um, my content calendar for social media. So, and there's so many, um, so many columns. So it's like, um, what month is this? And it's a different color. What kind of post is this? Is this a story? Is this a reel? It's what what day is it? Who's assigned to it? What time? It's an overview of everything, right? When it comes to my content calendar, I also have a place for um, newsletters or and blogs. What are, you know, the status is like, it's an idea. It's drafted. Um, you know, it's ready to be, to be published. It has been published. Um, I have a space where I keep all of my business assets, all of my logos, all of my fonts, my colors, everything that if someone was hopping into my business and they need to know, it's in ClickUp. 
<laughs> there's a space for it. Um, brand pictures and stuff like that. I have my one-time tasks where it's like, hey, reminder to email somebody, or it's my repetitive task of you have to do this every week. It's bookkeeping. Um, so yeah, so I say, we say projects because it's a project management tool, but it's really any single task within your business and a place to house things. Um, my SOPs are within ClickUp. ClickUp allows you to do docs, just like Google Docs. So I've created an SOP doc in there. Um, it's kind of like a handbook. If I were to ever have multiple team members and be like, this is where it is. If you go into ClickUp, you'll see exactly where it is. And getting a little bit deeper, a little advanced stage of ClickUp is whenever you have a task that you're delegating, you can link it back to the SOP. So they don't have to go and try to find it within the SOP. It's it's attached within the task. <laughs> That's getting a little bit advanced into ClickUp, but it does make it so that delegating and collaborating so much easier because everything needed to accomplish a task or a checklist is already there and you're not spending the time looking for things. Yes, that's that's great. And it's one of those things, like I know we're going to talk about a little bit more on how like to use it for delegation and really use it with your teams, everything from your first team member to when you have multiple people on your teams. But one of the things that I'll just share real quickly, what I love about it is, you know, so obviously at growing your team, one of the service we, services we do is full service recruiting. Well, I tend to have an assistant that helps review resumes when we're doing that full service recruiting and reach out to the candidates to make that contact to schedule their interview. Well, she can't see without uh, with, without going into sometimes other systems and stuff when they, those interviews are scheduled. But part of her job is to follow up with candidates. So I can then go in and just quickly say, okay, this person's scheduled and put the date on there to say, hey, yes, this person has an interview scheduled. So that way she knows not to reach out to that person again. If there's nothing there, she knows to reach out to. So we don't have to get on a meeting to say, all right, here's who I have scheduled for interviews. And she has to compare it to her list to see who who else she needs to follow up with that the information's all housed there. So you can self-serve, you know what to do, when to do it. And you're not constantly having to go back and forth to gather information from each other. Yeah. And that's the that's where ClickUp becomes very customizable compared to other ones. So um you know, the way you do that, the way I do my marketing, there is an, you can see it as an overview and you can create and customize the column. So you're not just picking priority column or assigning column. You can, you can create a column, call it whatever you want. The status or whatever it is, is whatever you want that makes sense to you in your business. So there is an overview of everything you need to know the second you open ClickUp. Um, that's where I find Asana is lacking is because it's whatever um, the the columns or whatever Asana has. If it's not in Asana, then you can't add an extra column. ClickUp, you're adding columns, you're creating what the column says. Um, you know, you're adding colors to it to make it easier to read. Um, so yeah, so that's one thing I like about ClickUp is there you can take a look and look at the overview. And that works when you're doing um, projects or you need to let a client know how things are going. All you have to do is take a look and be like, okay, well, this is here, this is there. I can give them an update without actually having to reach out to multiple team members and figure out where, where's an update on this. Yes. Yeah. It, but also, you know, when to reach out for an update. So it wasn't just, 
we weren't using ClickUp back at the time, but um, when I know when I was in corporate, we had a way where we were keeping track of all our projects and everything. We were actually doing it very old school. We were doing it in Excel because they were trying to figure out what are we using. So that way, because they were going to uh, figure out the right platform to use, but we needed to know what whether it was something that was out there or building something, but we needed to know what data and everything we needed first. And I was able to go and self-serve to see what was going on with my team and know when I should be reaching out to be like, all right, something seems a little bit off here. What's going on? Is there something where I can offer you support instead of being like, all right, what's going on? Like, instead of, I could go in informed. That was the biggest mm -hmm. thing. I could go in informed and I only needed to ask about the stuff that was like, seemed like there was an issue going on instead of having to ask about everything. So it really saves you time from a management perspective and you're able to know things that are going on without having to feel like you're always micromanaging or having those conversations or stopping your team member from doing work to find out the status of work. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing is, is the transparency. Everything is there. You can see what your coworkers are doing. Um, you're having conversations within the task so that it's not like you're having a conversation via email and then you don't, you know, you don't know what's going on because it was taken off of the platform. Um, so the transparency, having a, a glance and knowing exactly what you need to know to, to move forward. Yes. And even if you have those conversations in email, because let's say it's a client conversation, they're not communicating in the tool. You quickly attach those, those emails to it. So everything is there, even if it didn't happen in the system itself. Yeah. Yes. So Obviously, we're talking about some of the benefits and everything, but let's really talk about using ClickUp for delegation. We talked about you have your standard operating procedures. So how do you fit their standing operating procedures with the tool so you can effectively delegate? So with delegation, um, you know, obviously, you, when, once you create a task or a subtask, you can, you can add the assignee, you can add multiple assignees if it's a group project, um, and you can also as assign a watcher. So it's not somebody necessarily doing the task, but, um, you know, is watching over the task. When it comes to the SOPs, like I mentioned earlier, you can actually tag the SOP that they're going to need within the task that makes it easier. Um, when you're delegating, you're creating a task, whether it's a repetitive or one time or a project, um, you can add everything that you need or for that that person to get done. So within the task, you're not only assigning the assignee, you can also um, tag the, the SOP that's that needs to be done where you're adding all the assets, whether it's links, it's pictures, it's a communication via email that a, that a client needed done. Um, you're, you're giving your team member everything they need to complete a task and that is taking away the time that it, they would have to go either go looking for things or um you know they're waiting on things so it's great right like I, I keep going back to transparency um it's great for communication so if the if there is a team you're communicating with you can communicate within ClickUp, whether it's the task or off to the side but everything is there um again transparent and it makes it so much easier. Um, and then there comes, again, advanced talking about ClickUp is automations. So if you are using a team and um, you know you have the copywriter and then it goes to somebody else, as soon as a status changes, you can have an automation that if a status changes, so does the assignee. 
So you don't have to constantly go back into ClickUp and be like, okay, well, this person finished this. Now this person has to do it, but I have to add this. Nope. ClickUp is going to do it. If a status changes, the assignee changes. If, um, if you're using like dependencies, you can, you know, when some uh, a team member can't start this unless the other team member does this so that, you know, that first task gets done, everything is there for the next assignee to get it done. That will automatically change. Due dates will change if someone is running late. So the due date, um, it's overdue. As soon as they click it's due, it's it's all set, it's going to change the next due date so that it gives that person the sufficient amount of time. Um, but that is really getting into the automations and the advanced side of ClickUp, which if you're running a business with multiple employees, you're going to want to use the automations. That is what is going to save you time at the end because not only is it giving you, not only is just normal ClickUp having that transparency, making sure that your team members have everything they need to get done. You're adding automations, which is now going to save you time. Yes. Yeah. And I, I absolutely love that. And if anyone's in there, it's like, okay, but I'm not tech savvy. I can't do this. I can't handle these automations. I can't handle these setups. That's exactly what Kathleen and other people like her are there for. Like you don't have to learn how to set up your own workspaces. You just have to go in and use them. You know, so once you know really what it, once you know your standing operating procedures, you can give those to someone and talk through someone and they can help you set up that, your workspaces and your folders and everything in a way that's going to work for your procedures, your handoffs and everything there. So you've already done the work to figure out what has happens in your business. Now someone can help you figure out how to properly use the tools that are going to help make things, those handoffs and that delegation more effective and efficient. One of the things, so um, where I have a handoff in my business right now, where we really rely heavily on ClickUp is with my podcast. I don't tell my podcast editor like manually when things are ready for her to edit. It's all done through ClickUp. I go through and once we're done with this recording and I have the link for where the recording is, you have fields. So it's not like you have to remember, okay, what do I have to put in this card so they have it? You can set fields. So in there, in my podcast thing, there's a field where I need to go put in the recording link. The intros that are on these episodes, I go and record those separately so that I add a second link for that. You know, I can go and put the information that she needs that I need to supply based on like, you know, her roles and responsibilities and my roles and responsibilities in our podcast flow. So all the information is there. We then have um, checklists where it's like, okay, just those reminders. And it's more so even though you know what to do and you do it all the time, sometimes you're going through and it's like, let me just make sure I did X, Y, and Z before I hit live. You know, some of those things, or even on my side, like X, Y, and Z, like here's what needs to be done on my side before I hand it off to her. And, and so we have those checklists and we have, these are templates. So anytime a new card gets created in that podcast area, these, the, these things are automatically added. So I'm not having to go through, even though I can save my templates for my checklist, I'm not having to go and add them to everyone. They're automatically there. So it's like, that's even some of the basic automations and stuff that I use. When someone goes and schedules their podcast, autom a card is automatically created. I don't have to go and do that because I have some connections and everything hooked up. So there's a lot of things you can do to take off the manual work that you're doing all the time. 
Yeah. And then another thing as a business owner that you, when you do, when you are, when you are growing your team, um, you are, you can create dashboards. So you are, you're, you're in the, within the dashboards, you have widgets to let you know how the progress is going, whether it's per project, per task, per employee, um, or, or just a team member is your is these dashboards that you can create to know exactly how things are doing. Is a project at risk of being late? Is um, an employee at risk of going over their hours? Because within each task, you not only can you track your time, so you kind of know who's working on what and how long it's taking them, you can let them know how much time is allotted for that, right? So if you have a really big project and you let the client know it's going to take you 20 hours to get it done. Um, you can you can see, you can let your your team members know, hey, this should take you about two hours. And if it doesn't, you can either do it or you can be like, hey, why is it taking two hours? Oh, there was an issue. Great. I can let the client know that there was an issue. Um, so again, these dashboards is another way of being able to delegate of, okay, this person has three tasks and this person has seven. I'm going to take something away from, you know, John Doe that has seven and give it down to Jane because she doesn't have that many tasks. So then just making sure that things are fair within the, the team you're growing um, and using those dashboards within ClickUp to help you determine how can I make this better for my team. Yeah. And that's something that you should be doing as the owner of your business. It's not about just getting the client work done. It's keeping that eye on the overall health of your business. What's going on with your team members? Are they overloaded? Do you have an unbalance of work and everything? So those are some of the important things you should be doing that we often push to the side as business owners because we're too busy being in the weeds ourselves with our team. So yes, those those views are super, super important. You can also set up goals and do other things that you're, you're tracking. And there's so many benefits of ClickUp that you can use to really monitor your business. One of the other things that I really like is within your folders and in your spaces and everything, you have different views. So like mm -hmm. you mentioned your content calendar. So you can set up a calendar view for when it makes sense. So you can see what's going out on what date. I have that for my podcast so I can quickly see, all right, do I have a podcast you know, that's going out on this date or for like when my solo episodes are, do I need to go and record one? Okay. Well, let me look just real quickly to see what is the, what's the content that's going out on my guest episodes around that. So maybe I record something that either is complimentary or things like that. Um, I can then, I can then look at the status to be like, oh, oh my goodness, I completely forgot to record. Like I put that idea for my solo episode, but I forgot to record and it's not at that stage yet. So I know I can see everything there with my bigger marketing, being able to see like what's going out, where it's going out and everything there. There are other parts of my business that looking at a calendar doesn't really make sense, but then there's other things that I can look at or you can look at like, say, let's say for example, your uh, interior design company and your project's take time, but they take time and there's different stages in there. So you can look at different things where it can show you that, you know, there's this type of work going on at this time. There's this type of work going on this time. So it's like, a, what do they call it? Like the Gantt charts, I think, and everything mm -hmm. that show you, okay, you're in this phase and you're in this phase, then you're in this phase. There's still work that needs to get done in each one of those phases, but you know that you're not going to get into phase three 
until it's time for phase three. So then you can really focus on what needs to be done at that time and properly look at like your time bounds and everything and everything that needs to be done in that step and stage and where those tasks are. Yeah, that's used a lot with, you know, if your team are doing like sprints and you're like an agile and waterfall um, and, you know, that gets very complicated once we go into that. But with the views is like you said, you use calendar because it makes sense to look at things as a calendar. It makes sense to look things as a Gantt chart. Um, I personally very type A. I just like a list. Just give me a list of everything I got to get done. That works for me. Some people like board view. Um, and to one thing to remember is that everybody on your team can look at it differently. So if you like it one way, your team members can look at the view differently because that makes sense to them. And that's how they're going to get work done. Um, and that's something, you know, that's great that you don't have to like Trello, right? It's, it's really just board view. I personally don't like board view. Um, it's not my I thing. Like I said, I like lists, but that's not an option, right? I have to see it in board view. And I think they have calendar view now, but that's besides the point for Trello. Yeah. Yeah, um, Trello is very limited in the views. Yeah. So that's one of the things I liked about ClickUp. I was like, because even as you're saying, like there's this list view and board view and some people are like, well, it's the same. It's just like flipping it. And it's like, but that flip and that the way it is visually, it just, it, it dramatically changes it for like how you perceive data and how that view is. So to me, that, yeah, that's I, what I will makes never be bored. Yeah. I, uh, board is just weird. It just seems sloppy, but <laughs> no offense to anybody that uses board. But it just, it makes you much, so much more motivated, especially your team members that they can change things, right? You're giving them the, the, an easier way for them to get the tasks done there. It makes sense in their head. And that's what I love about ClickUp is it's not, you have to do it this one way. It's you're, everybody can look at it a different way and they're still going to get it done because it makes sense for them. Yes, 100%. And there are some things I think, now correct me if I'm wrong here, is so when I have it in list view, you have the different columns. So you can select what on your cards is showing you there kind of on that initial like uh, view of, of uh, that area, that list and everything. And then you can go into the card and find out more information. So I like that. And I think sometimes when I'm changing around some of that, that view with the, the columns, Seeing I am the owner of the space, I think it gives me the option where I can save that for everybody. Is that not true? Um, that you true? can save, you can lock it. Okay, so, so I just our, lock it our, for myself? Yeah, um, and or you can make it like a private mode and private mode would be just for yourself. Okay. Um, but there is a way of locking it of like, that's, that's how it should be. Um, but I mean, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, not but it's one of those things <laughs> where if you're, it could be one of those things where it's like, okay, here's the information that all my team is asking for, but not mm -hmm. everybody's tech savvy. So I can go and do it and just be able to like, let me, let me do it or let me show you or things like that. So you can bring things out and, and adding things, to those columns is super easy. Getting things out of that columns are super easy that even if you're not tech savvy, you can probably have someone show you and then you, you got it, you can do it. But it is one of those things. It's just so customizable. Like there are some things even for our client projects that, for example, I was in there today and this one project, just what they're looking for and what they're needing. I needed other stuff to what is we're getting candidates in to have it right there in my face to help rank the candidates that are coming in because we got over 50 candidates in the first 24 hours of this job being live. 
And a lot of them are really great candidates. So we had to figure out some way of like, I'm not ready to say no to this person yet, but I can't do 30 interviews in a week. So how do I figure out who should I start with? And I'm like, I need it in my face. I need to be able to see, I need to be able to quickly rank. So I was able to bring in more columns or add things specifically to that project without having to add it to every other recruiting project that we're doing, without having to change the views of any other recruiting project that we're doing. And it's just like so nice to have that flexibility to make the space exactly what I need for that project at that moment in time. Yeah, so even so... There are um, settings that you can put in your space or you can put settings or you can change the settings in folders. Um, so whenever you you make a new task or whatever and you can change the setting, I want the setting to be what it is for the space. Or like you said, you can have within each task or, or folder, you can change the settings of how you filter things or you add columns. So it's not like just because the space says I need X, Y, and Z column, everything inside of here is X, Y, and Z because that's what the space is. Like, no, you can customize down to the nitty gritty. (laughs) Um, And I think that's what people find overwhelming. They're like, okay, well, I need to do this and I need to do that. And like, it it lets you do it. It's just now you have to like take the time and create it. (laughs) Yes, or... As we talk about all the time, don't take the time to create it because your time is valuable. Hire the person that can do it for you. You know, having someone like Kathleen that can help come in and execute what's in your mind and you don't have to worry about it. You then just go and use it the way you want is so valuable. Like it's so valuable to have people that it costs you less to hire them than it would in your time for you to do it yourself. Because once again, your time is valuable. You know, you should be working with your clients or doing those high-level CEO tasks. And sometimes getting your system set up is not a high-level CEO task that you should be doing. So delegate, delegate, delegate. So that way you can effectively delegate in your business with the day-to-day tasks, the everyday client projects and everything else. And the one thing I love is that I, when I, when I am doing a ClickUp build um, or any system build, as long as it's one system that I'm working on, I get it back to you within 48 hours. Awesome. So it's yes. like, and then if you do have a different system and you're switching over, I'm going to bring all that in. I'm going to give it a home. Um, and I, you know, we go through an intensive questionnaire. I build it out. We get on a call. You're going to take a look at it and be like, I like this. I don't like this. I want you to do this. So it's a hundred percent customizable to your business. And ClickUp is really the one tool that is a hundred percent customizable for you and your team members. Because like you said, they can change the view. They can change how they see things. They can change their notifications. You know what I mean? Like they're, even your team has their own, has their own click up. Um, That's not necessarily the way you built it. It just makes sense for them. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. All right, Kathleen. Well, we have to start wrapping up for today. So if people are like, I need help with ClickUp, help me out. How can people get in touch with you? Absolutely. So shoot me an email and I will personally respond. It's at Kathleen at kmservice.co. It is co, not com. Um, And then, or shoot me a message on Instagram, which is underscore uh, kmservice. 
Yes. And of course, we'll have all those links in the show notes over at growingyourteam.com. All right. My last question that I love to ask all my guests, we have all had leaders or managers in our life that have stood out to us, whether in our personal life or our professional life. Think of a leader or manager that has stood out to you and share with us one thing about them. Um, I was going to stay positive, but <laughs> I did have a manager back in the day that had zero regard to who we were as humans, honest, and like, you know, our schedules, just everything. She did not care as long as it made her look good. And I was like, I refuse to be that person, whether to a client or as a project manager to some of my clients. It's like, how are you, how are you going to build an environment where people want to work in if you don't care if we're sick or you don't care that you cut our hours to five and we're full time or you don't care that you made somebody cry in the bathroom but you look good um so I think you know helping other women um reduce their stress when it comes to systems or as a project manager making sure that the team feels good they don't feel overwhelmed I think that's what guides me in and what I do when it comes to business and just working with people in general is I never want anybody to feel the way she made me and the rest of the team feel. Um, and I take that to heart every time whenever I am dealing with a client, a coworker, a colleague. Um, you know, that was back when toxic environment wasn't a thing yet, right? We didn't really talk about how toxic it can be in the work environment. It was just something we kind of stayed quiet about. But now that it's, it's, out there and we and we do it so much I I always take how I feel and I was like no one should ever feel like that I would never do that to a client a colleague or a team member yes and I think that's so important I know we were talking about that a little bit before we started recording and it's one of those things that I think we we forget or we don't appreciate enough is the power we have over other people's lives when we hire them when we work with them when they're on our teams and we have the power to make things a really positive experience for people or we have the power to make people miserable and we should never aim to make people miserable when they're working for us and we should do everything we can to make things a positive experience because we have a huge impact on others when we're when we're working with them and it doesn't just impact their work performance it impacts everything in their entire life and we need to fully accept that power that we have and do our best to use that power in a positive, positive way. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much for sharing, Kathleen. And thank you so much for joining us today on the Growing Your Team podcast. Thank you, Jamie. I had a great time. Are you tired of going through a hiring process that supplies unqualified candidates? Waste your time interviewing tons of people who are not right for the position and leads you to hiring someone who you just want to fire a few months later, then it's time for you to download my free checklist, the hiring checklist, how to hire the right team for your growing business. This checklist will teach you the eight action steps you need to complete for a successful hiring process. Imagine the goals you could have the clients and customers you could serve, and the revenue growth that could happen with the right people on your team.
If you're ready to learn the steps that are required to hire like a pro, then head on over to growingyourteam.com slash checklist to download your free copy of the hiring checklist, how to hire the right team for your growing business.